0: I want to welcome all of our campuses to the very first Sunday of a brand new year. I want to welcome you to Vision Weekend. Come on, let's just welcome all those that are joining us right now. Man, it's exciting. I trust everyone had a fantastic holiday. It's good to be gathering together to hear the Word of God, to be encouraged and to be built up in faith. You know, I want to talk to you today I wanna talk to you about two things. Number one, I wanna talk to you about you, what God has placed in your heart for 2021. And number two, I wanna talk to you about what I believe that God has placed in our hearts collectively as a church. You know, let me tell you what happens. Here's what happens. When, when you go through, and I, I don't want to talk about 2020 again. I don't want to reference it. I just want to say it one more time. When you go through a tough year like 2020, how many of y'all are grateful that that year is behind us? Can you just raise your hand one? Come on. Okay, good. So we've all established that. All of our campuses, all those online, we've established that was a tough year. Globally, by the way. But, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. I believe that God wants to give us permission today to dream again. And let me tell you why that's important. Because when you go through tough times, when you experience adversity and challenges, let me tell you what happens. You get hit, you get hit. Number one, you can start losing some of your spiritual vibrancy. Now, in other words, stuff can just start leaking out. It's just like, well, just, well, you know, I'm just not. I, I just, I'm, I'm, well, I'm just, I can't think about that right now. What do you mean you can't think about that? I'm just thinking about today. Number two, you know what else you can start losing? your spiritual passion and vision for the future. You you get hit enough times. I had a conversation with a guy recently, he said, Pastor, I'm just trying to make it to the end of the year. And I said, guess what? Another year's coming, right past that. The Christian life was never designed to just, quote, make it. We're just trying to make it. Tough times, all of us have had tough times. Collectively. Personally, as a family, oh, everybody has. But but when you get hit, somebody said to me one time, goes, you know what? When I get through this, I'm going to dream again. I want everybody to hear me, every one of our campuses. I want to suggest to you, you don't wait to dream until you get through something. It's actually the dream from God that helped you get through that thing. In other words, it's that fire and that passion on the inside. But here's what happens. When we go through disappointments, when we go through challenges, sometimes we just want to settle into complacency. In other words, we just want to just... You, you, by the way, you, you know Jesus. He had 12 disciples, right? 12 people that he hung out with, that he, he, he ate with, he conversated with, he hung out. They, they worshiped together. But, but there was three. There was three that were real close. Does anybody know what their names were? Peter, James, and John. Real quick. I mean, like three people in his inner core. Matter of fact, when they were gathered together at one of those last meals, the last supper, and Jesus started talking about it, he said, look, you guys, now, you may not believe this, but, but, but one of you guys, one of y'all are going to deny me before the night's out. And do, do you remember who's the one that said, not me, Peter? Peter said, I'm not going to deny you, Lord. Everybody else, but I'm not going to deny you, Lord. <laughs> what happened hours after that? Remember when Jesus was taken by the Roman soldiers and he was brought to Caiaphas's house? And a little peasant girl came up to Peter and said, Hey, hey, aren't you one of those guys? Aren't you? I, I recognize your accent. Aren't you one of those guys? And don't you know that guy, huh? I don't know him. Second time. Don't you know that guy, Jesus? Hey, are you, are you with him? I, I, don't, I don't. Matter of fact, the Bible actually says he cursed. And the third time, the rooster crowed. The Bible says the cock crowed the third time. And Jesus looked across, and he saw his friend Peter. Peter was so deflated and so defeated. You know what he did? Listen to what he did. He went all the way back home to Galilee, and he went back into the fishing business. You want to know why? Because when we go through disappointment, when we go through discouragement, when we experience failure, there's always the temptation to go back to the place where we were secure. Go back to the place. In other words, quit risking it. Quit pushing it out. Quit, quit, quit just going for it. If I just go back here, you know, if I can just hang out here, I think that's where a lot of people are. If I could just make it through another year. It's been a tough year globally. It's been a tough year and everything. If I could, I don't think that it's ever God's intention for us ever just to grit our teeth and say, if I can just make it another year. No, I believe that God wants us to dream again, to dream his dream, to believe big prayers, to pray big prayers, to believe big dreams, to to, to allow him to breathe upon us afresh. By the way, you know, Jesus, Peter goes back fishing, he goes back fishing. It's comfortable, safe. Had a conversation with a guy recently, a business guy. He says, Pastor, I don't know what's going to happen. He goes, all I want to do, all I want to do is not lose. And I said, how about let's believing for gaining? Let's not just play to not lose. Let's play to win. Let's play to achieve. Let's play to move forward. Oh, wow. That's a mindset shift. You, you know what Jesus did? Here it is. How I many of oh you know how many of y'all believe that God's smarter than us? Come on, raise your hand. You guys, you okay, I just wanna make sure I'm speaking to the right group, all right? All you guys, all right, we know that, we're not God. Jesus goes and meets Peter and he camouflages himself. He's on the side of the seashore of Galilee and he's making breakfast. How would y'all like Jesus to make breakfast for you? Wouldn't that be cool? Peter comes up and he he recognizes him. And Peter, by the way, Peter's getting ready. He thinks Jesus is going to berate him, kick him. Why'd you deny me, you loser? He didn't do that at all. He spoke something into Peter and called something out of Peter. John chapter 21, listen, this is so powerful. Listen to what Jesus said to Peter. He said to him the third time, he asked Peter a couple times, He says, and he said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, that's Peter, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Jesus then ends in verse 19. Over and over. And he says, follow me. Feed my sheep, Peter. Feed my sheep, Peter. Feed my sheep. What was he doing? Here's what he was doing. I want everybody to hear me. He was saying, Peter, listen. It doesn't matter how disappointed you are. It doesn't matter how tough of a year you have. Listen, I'm breathing upon you. And you need to dream again. You need to move into your purpose again. Yeah. In other words, words, Peter, listen. We're not going to just survive this year. But we're going to thrive and move forward. Question. What are you dreaming about? Are you playing it safe? I'm asking everybody. Are you just hoping to get through 2021? Or are you walking in the wisdom of God and asking God to fill you with his spirit and to fill you with a fresh dream from God? That, that, that when, when, when that dream comes in your heart, that vision, everything that God does, listen, God wants to breathe upon you a fresh vision of what he wants you to be, what he wants you to do, what he wants you to build, what he wants you to achieve, To grow in your marriage this year, to grow in your faith this year, to grow mentally, emotionally, to grow to be physically, financially, every area of our lives. When growth stops, guess what sets in? Decay. I don't want to be stagnant. I don't want to just make it through 2021. I want to thrive. I want to do what God's called me to do. I want us as a church, listen, to dream again. Everybody say dream again. I believe there's permission. I I believe that God has given every single one of us permission to dream again. Now, let me say this. When God speaks to you, and by the way, you don't want to miss next week. You do not want to miss. I'm starting a six-week series, not okay. And I'm going to be dealing with these six key areas in our lives that I believe that God wants us to grow and to flourish in. To not just survive, but to thrive, to make it, to go over and above. We're called to overcome in the Christian life. Not not to be overwhelmed, but to overcome. You don't want to miss next week. But Now, one of the things that we don't realize is that when God speaks to us, when God gives us a dream, when God gives us a vision, we've got to do something with that. The Bible says this, I I love what a vision is. A, A vision is a clear mental picture. God wants to speak to you about where do you want to end up 2021 in your marriage? Close. Do you want to be closer to your spouse at the end of the year than you are right now? It's your choice. Do you want to be closer to Jesus at the end of 2021 than right now? It's your choice. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Are you with me? It's your choice. How do you want to be financially? How do you want to be physically? How do you want to be in your professional development, your personal development? A clear mental picture of a preferable future. God wants to breathe upon us. I love the scripture in Proverbs 29, 18. A very classic verse that we talk about all the time at, here at COTK about vision. Where there's no vision. What is your dream for 2021? My oh, pastor, I just want to make it through. No. No, no. I, I'm going to lovingly exhort you, admonish you. No, you don't want to just make it through. You want to dream God's dream. Where there's no vision, People perish. They perish sometimes emotionally, they perish spiritually, they perish physically. They just, they just let go. I, I never forget when God spoke to me about in ministry and I was a junior in college and getting ready to take the, the LSAT, the law school entrance exam and I was going to do that and And my dad's in that profession. And and, and the Holy Spirit, I was was a young Christian. I was leading a Bible study. And all of a sudden, I mean, I'm just fresh out of the world. And the Holy Spirit's just stirring my heart. And I just started just seeing this picture of myself helping people and speaking and encouraging people and pastoring and leading. And, And God was giving, watch this, God was giving me a picture. It wasn't my picture. It was God's picture of my future. It was a picture. And God wants to speak to you. God wants to give you a fresh picture of what your relationships can be like in 2021. Uh, God wants to give you a a fresh picture of what your business can be like in 2021. But let me give you a clue here. When God speaks to you, when God breathes that upon you, do something with it. Pastor, what am I supposed to do? Habakkuk chapter 2. I'm giving you. Everybody say, God. Everybody say this. Say, "Receive receive it. Okay, that's God's dream. God wants you to, number one, receive it. It comes from God to you. But then we've got something to do. Number two, here's what we've got to do. Write this, Habakkuk chapter 2. Here it is, Habakkuk chapter 2. Write the vision. Write the goals down. <laughs> Write the dream down. Write it down. Pastor, I, my, my, matter of fact, my, my son, I was with him this week, goes, Dad, you, you're forgetting things more. I'm forgetting things more. I actually remember more than you remember. Well, I'm just, I feel like you're, married. one of my other sons asked me, "Because when you played football, like I'm this old guy, he's, I think I said this one day.' I goes, Dad, when you guys played football, did you have face masks? <laughs> Does anybody know what that meant, the implications of that statement is? I don't know if y'all got that or not, okay? That, that's, no, your grandfather didn't have a, fa- are y'all with me? I don't know what that has to do with that. But anyway, so everybody say, here it is, everybody say, receive it. Okay, everybody say, write it. it. Okay, now that's where most people stop. Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets. Write the vision. Put it on your computer. Write the vision. Put it on your bathroom mirror. Write it down. What goal, what dream, what thing God has put in your heart to do and accomplish and be this year. Now, here's where most people stop. That he or she may run, who what? Everybody say it. Oh, there it is. We got to go over it. We got to. Pastor, why do we always talk about reaching people, and building lives? Because that's the vision that God's given us. Why is it written down everywhere? Because we don't ever want to forget it. It's about the Great Commission. The reason why I talk about it all the time Church of the King's about reaching people and building lives. Why? Because it's a vision from God. We've written it down and we talk about it all the time. Why? Because vision, don't miss this. You guys ready? Here it is. Everybody bring it in. Here it is. Because vision leaks. It leaks out and we need fresh vision from God and we need to remember the vision that God's given us. And as your pastor, I want everybody to hear me. God has given you permission to dream again. Don't wait till 2022 to dream. Are y'all with me? How many of y'all receive that? Do y'all receive that? Don't wait. You know, it's interesting. I want to encourage you guys, not just for those of you that God wants to give an individual vision. But he wants to give a corporate vision. For those of you in a family, God, God, God has a vision and a dream for your family. And by the way, God has a dream for churches. God has a, has a dream. God, God has a call for churches to, to become and to do and to achieve and to build. That, that's, that's, that's God's plan. That's God's way. Matter of fact, Church of the King. Some of you guys have heard the story about Church of the King and, and how it started. I was, I, I, in the 90s, I was a youth evangelist. That's where I was. I was preaching in high schools and junior high, starting Bible clubs and buying pizza for kids and and sharing Christ, inviting them to events and preaching youth camps. And that's what I did. And my pastor at the time, there was actually here in in the Mandeville region where our original campus is, where I'm speaking from right now, uh, there was a doctor in our church, Dr. Greg Mule, who's our founding elder of this church. He approached my pastor, talking about the beginnings of church, the game, God's dream. He approached my pastor and said, listen, there's a, they were part of a church, the church had disbanded, and there was 19 adults and a small group of people, and they, they wanted to start a church. And so he, he went to my pastor and said, can you help me find a pastor? We, we, we really want a church, and, and we've got a group of people. And, and so my pastor at the time, in the spring of 99, started coming to me and says, Steve, I really think that you and Jennifer need to consider this. Y'all need to do this. And all through the summertime. And then finally... Uh, the Holy Spirit really spoke and confirmed and that, that that this we were supposed to do. So he asked me five times, "I pastor, you really need to do this. You really need to do this." And we came to uh, Three Rivers Presbyterian Church off of Highway 22 in Mandeville, and there was 19 people in there, 19 adults. And I remember that first weekend, and and. Uh, Matter of fact, it was a glorious time. It was a wonderful time. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have this big strategy. I didn't read a church planting manual. I, I didn't do any of that. I'm not against any of that. I was just was real green. Didn't really know what I was doing. I knew how to preach to teenagers. I could scream at the best of them. Are y'all with me? Matter of fact, I wore a suit, spit, and baptized everybody in the whole church every weekend. Because I would just scream. I, just, I was a youth evangelist. That's what you do. You know what I'm saying? The Youth evangelists. you scream. God's good. The devil's bad. Get saved. That's what you do every weekend. But God did amazing things. Matter of fact, we moved in to our new building off of Harry Lemons, and uh, we had 220 seats. I think it was 220 seats. It was a God thing. The whole thing was God. Now, remember, I I, I was asked. This is important. I'm about to say, I was asked to start church. I didn't start it. It was already started. I was asked to be the pastor of it. I want everybody to hear what I'm about to say. And you're going to see a theme here the next 15, 20 minutes. Watch this. I don't want anything in my hands that God has not placed there. Some of you, listen to me closely, some of you business people, you live overly freaked out and stressed out because you got things in your hands that God never put there. You only have grace for what God has given you. God planted the garden. He put, in Genesis 2.15, he put man in his garden to steward it. One of the principles that we've built this church based upon is we only want to steward what God's giving us to steward. This was God's dream. We, we opened up that, that, that building in little, in uh, Harry lemons. And by the way, 220 maroon chairs. I want to go on record saying in heaven the curtains from the throne of God are going to be maroon. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. They've got to be, anybody that was a Christian in the 90s, you had maroon something, there was maroon something, it's just maroon. I don't know where maroon went, but it's gone. But anyway, (laughs) and it was amazing, literally amazing. Within two years, we had 800 people coming to church, five services. It was a God thing. It wasn't my dream, it was God's dream. Now, God gave me stewardship as one of the key people to steward that as the pastor, along with the other pastoral team and our elders, but... But God was doing something with Church of the King. Supernatural. God was expanding his family. Then the Adventure Skate opened up over here right on. We have 65 acres right here, 67. I'm not exactly sure. 67 acres right here on the corner uh, of I-12 I and, and, and 59 at the Little Creek campus. But originally it was, a, it was the annex, we call it now. It was a skating rink. And 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 we had 30 days, listen to this, we had 30 days to raise a half a million dollars and I got up to this small group of people. We hadn't been in a church for two years and all that money came in. Somebody gave us a piece of property. We sold that piece of property. It's a God thing. We were able to move into that building two days before 911. Little did I know, little did we know what was gonna happen. It's a God thing. Everybody say God's dream. It was so supernatural over the next four years that that building filled up five times on a weekend. We were having thirty five hundred people coming to church in six years in one building at our Little Creek campus. And then Hurricane Katrina came. Of course, we didn't have church for a month, and we had thirteen hundred people. And it's God's dream. The whole time, I kept thinking, "Okay, God, this is your deal. God, Lord, this is your deal." By the way, if anybody tells you that that life is you can have a carefree life, they they they, they not read my Bible. <laughs> Are you with me? But the dream of God, you don't wait to dream till after adversity comes. It's the dream of God that helps you go through the adversity. And I kept thinking, wait, this is God's dream. C-O-T-K, this is God's deal. This is God's deal. We lost 2,000 people that moved away all over the country. And all of a sudden, we threw ourselves into relief and help and recovery. And then we were asked, would you guys consider going to New Orleans and helping out? We were the first Church of the King was the first relief site in the whole entire greater New Orleans area. The first one. We started an organization called PRC. I was part of that, Pastors Resource Council. The reason why is because we had the access through the causeway, the chief and all those guys were in our church, and, and, and we were able to bring supplies. We start, it was in New Orleans East. We started, but here's the point. We were asked, why is that so important? It's so important. Church of the King was started because I was asked. I don't want anything in my hands that God's not placed there. I want to help business people. I am want to help you right now. You don't want anything in your hands in 2021 that God's not placed there. But when God does put it there, you want to steward it. And as you do, it multiplies and grows. So next thing you know, we, our Mandeville congregation is coming back. And now we've got this New Orleans thing going on. So we end up buying a building, the St. Charles campus, which we're so excited. I've got some great news. I've got some great news. We, uh, we've actually bought the yellow house. We moved the thing. We got, uh, but we are actually starting the outside construction within the next 30 to 45 days. How many of y'all are grateful for that to finally start? Come on. We're so grateful. And many of you guys have given towards that. Part of the reason is that we had to get into the West S. campus. I'll talk about that in just a moment. But watch the pattern. This church comes back. Now we've got the St. Charles campus. Watch this. 2010, there was a church that we planted in Biloxi. Pastor Steve Farmer, great man. He came to us. He says, he says, I feel like Church of the King should have this church back. We helped to plant him over there. He goes, he goes, I feel like it's supposed to be with this growing family of COTK. So, so watch this. He said, would you guys take this back? We prayed about it. And we said, yeah, we'll allow it to become part of the COTK family. Then in 2012, there was 200 people that were driving back and forth from, from uh, Kenner and Metairie and on the South Shore. They were driving, and they said... Pastor, we need a church in Metairie. We need a church on the South Shore. Please. By the way, one of the principles that I try to use in my life to govern ministry opportunities is the Acts 16 principle. And the principle is the Macedonian call. If you read in the Bible where Paul the Apostle, Paul the Apostle saw in a vision and heard a call from a man in Macedonia say, come over here. I'm trying to help some of you business people right here. You need to listen to the voice of the Lord, what God is opening up. What does God want you to venture into? A lot of people get in mess because they venture into areas that God's not anointing them to go into. And so we were having a call from the South Shore. Please come. We went to East Jefferson High School and we started. We had 200 people. By the way. Eight years later, I'm talking live right now to our brand new West S18 campus. How many of y'all grateful that we have a brand new, come on, let's give it up for that. We're so excited. We love you guys. I had the opportunity to speak live there last month. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I want to say this to all of our campuses. If you want to be blown away, go visit that campus. It's astounding. Matter of fact, the Kenner officials that were there for the grand opening, I mean, literally had tears. in I was like, thank you for coming. There was a condemned building. And that building is transformed. Now watch this. This church, we were asked to be a part of seeing it started. New Orleans, we were asked. South Shore, we were asked. Biloxi, would you take this? Are y'all with me? Y'all see a pattern here? Two years ago, Baton Rouge, I met my, we have an office behind the stage. And and I had a, a pastor from Baton Rouge. And a good friend of mine, Pastor Mark uh, Sturmer, and one of the elders at his church came and met with us and said, we feel the Holy Spirit has spoken to us. That this church, that he had had a multi-site church, but this church in the Baton Rouge, 10 minutes from the south gates of Baton Rouge that we feel like that you guys are supposed that this church is supposed to be with church of the king that you guys this is supposed to be and y'all's developing family of churches and 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 it's it's if you'll just take the note off of us and it wasn't a lot of money at the time and 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 the property is 30 million dollars of value it's 56 acres 200,000 square feet. It's incredible, and they're live with us right now. How many of y'all are grateful for our amazing Baton Rouge campus, which we love so much? We love Pastor Eric and Pastor Joey, Allison, some of all of you guys. Christian, y'all are doing such a great job. We're so grateful, but watch this. Did y'all see the principal? I was asked to be a part of Church of the King in the beginning. We were asked to go to New Orleans. We were asked, to We were asked. Would we? We were asked. Would you come to? That is part of the guiding principle of this church. I don't want anything in my hands that God's not put there. Are y'all with me? <laughs> a year ago, we started. Actually, two years ago, Pastor Frank and Terry Griffin were so proud of them. They St. Louis Calvary Chapel. We love them so much and. And uh, we are so excited that after walking with them for really the last 18 months, we didn't, and by the way, there's lots of churches that asks to be, to, to ask to be part of what we're, and, and uh, very many. And we say, no, we don't feel, but we felt a real kindred spirit with them. And so we're so excited today to announce and welcome part of the COTK family, Church of the King Bay St. Louis. It's with us live right now. Come on. Can we just welcome them? Come on. We love you, Pastor Frank. Terry, you guys are amazing. By the way, the Orleans Justice Center, I want to say this to all the the 1,000 men that are watching me right now, and women at the Orleans Justice Center and the St. Tammany Parish, we are so grateful. Again, we were asked, would Church of the King come and preach the gospel in a volunteer fashion to anybody? Can we just give it up for all the men and women right now? We love you guys. You guys are a part. I want you to stay with me. I've got 10 minutes. This is important. Two years ago, two years ago, we started a capital campaign called Beyond. Everybody say Beyond. And it was based upon a scripture. It was the fall of 2018. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And Paul writing to the church at Ephesus, he says, now to him who's able to do far more abundantly, what's that next word? Say it. Beyond. Listen to me. Everybody hear me. If I'm your pastor, I want to encourage you. Whatever you can think, whatever prayer you can pray, whatever dream you can dream, God's dream is bigger, greater, And beyond that, you you have to understand that. Let me tell you, whatever you do, remember this. God's dream for your life is bigger than your dream for your life. It's God's dream. Why? It's beyond. And we started this capital campaign. And I want to say this. 2018, we ended up the year. It was amazing. I want to make a statement and an announcement you guys are going to get really excited about. 2018 was very strong in our beyond campaign 2019 was very strong in our capital campaign 2020 our capital campaign for beyond really trailed off okay and i understand it but i do have a big announcement our tithing you guys are amazing In the middle of COVID, with all the stuff, our tithing in 2020 across all of our campuses actually went up versus 2019. Can we give the Lord a hand clap for that? That's you guys. That's what God's done through you. It's amazing. You guys are amazing. This is a generous church. But I understand as a pastor, many people made pledges that, hey, last year, like, pastor, I can tithe. But my over and above, everybody say tithes and everybody say offerings. When somebody makes a commitment for a capital campaign, it's an offering. It's an over and above, and I understand that. And so there was, we were impacted last year in the offerings related to this. So we met as an eldership team. We said, you know what? We need to extend it one more year because there's some, there's some things at some of our campuses that have been left unaddressed. So I want to go through a couple, and then we're going to pray. I'm going to let you guys go. You guys I'm going to make some exciting announcements you're going to hear in just a moment. This is really big. All right? So number one, pastor, here's where we, these, these, are the, these are the things that we addressed two years ago that I want to readdress them, and then we're going to have an opportunity how we're going to do that at the end. Number one, our St. Charles campus. Please show that picture. Many of you have given towards that. Where are we with that? Where we are with that is we are starting construction. Again, why, what has been the delay? There's been some delays related to the city, some, some zoning things. we got everything cleared up. Everything's straight. But there's also a focus where we had to get into the West Espanade campus, and we're in. And so we are starting the outside of the building. I think it's $1.7 or $1.8 million. All the outside of the building, the facial, the windows, and all of that stuff is starting in the next 30 to 45 days. It is our goal in two years. How many of y'all believe you think it's God's will... For COTK to have a church right on St. Charles Avenue, 1,200 seats right there to be able to reach that city for Christ. Come on, do y'all believe that? We believe that. And I wanna thank you guys for your generous giving. I know what some of you are thinking, Pastor, that building looks old. Let me tell you, it's not condemned like the West Esplanade building was. The West Esplanade building was condemned by the city person in Kenner. And it's a beautiful gift from God to the city through you guys and all your generosity. So our need for the St. Charles campus, I think our need is $6.5 million. I'm asking everybody at every campus, or if you know anybody, I mean that. Our leadership team will talk to We believe this is more than just the church. We believe it's a mission to reach a city that's in desperate need of the gospel. And so having said that, we're so grateful. We're gonna have the opportunity. I think our need is $6.5 million. We'll be able to address that in just a moment. Number two. The second thing, and all this is in your brochure. Number two, the second thing is here at Little Creek. What is our need for Little Creek? It's $1 million. That's not a new need that was carried over from two years ago. All right? By the way, what are we doing for that $1 million? I'm asking everybody at Little Creek Campus if they would pray about. It's a pledge. It's not a legal document. It's a pledge to say, hey, I believe this year above my ties, I want to give X to what? We're renovating the annex. By the way, we are experiencing a youth revival at all of our campuses. I don't know if you guys know that. How many of y'all have teenagers at the Little Creek campus? Would you raise your hand? Okay. Okay. We have a thousand kids at all campuses on Wednesday night. Can we give the Lord a hand clap for that? Everybody hears the bad news. Oh, kids don't want to serve God. Not at Church of the King. Yes, they are. They're serving God, by the way. They're listening to Pastor Dave Anderson at this campus. So listen, I don't know how he has an Irish accent. By the way, did he do a pretty good job last week? Yeah. Pastor Dave, we love him. He has 500 teenagers in the annex. So I'm asking everybody. So we, we want to address the needs there. There's some infrastructure needs. It's only a $1 million need above our regular ties for this year. Number three. So we have everybody say St. Charles campus. So you know our need there is 6.5 million. Little Creek much smaller need 1 million here. Biloxi campus. I'm speaking to our Biloxi campus, which we're so excited and so proud of what God is doing there. There's a total of a 1 million dollar need there. What are we doing there? We've uh, secured the space next to you guys to expand the sanctuary from three to 500 seats. Expand the commons area and the children's area. You can see what the needs are there. As soon as we hit $500,000, we can uh, get the lease, and it triggers. And I want to say this. I am so proud of what God is doing. We love you guys and Biloxi. Can we just give it up for our Biloxi campus? Come on. We're so grateful <laughs> for you guys. All right. Everybody say St. Charles campus. Everybody say Little Creek campus. Everybody say Biloxi campus. All right, I got just a couple more things. Hang with me. West Sussmanade Campus. We have a need of, Pastor, what is is the need for $650,000? I'll tell you the need. We got the fire marshal approval. We didn't break any laws. We got the occupancy permit, but we just got in. There are some things that we have to address, not safety issues, but there's some things that we weren't able to stay, finish up. For instance, all the offices, classrooms, some children's stuff, some stuff outside. And so our need is for $650,000. For 2021, above our regular ties. Can you show that picture of the West Esplanade campus one more time? This is what God did, all of us as a church family. This was a condemned building. Now it is a building for the glory of God. One more time. Let's give it up for the West (laughs) Esplanade campus. Baton Rouge campus, 56 acres. What are we doing there this year? Stay with me, please. This is important. What are we doing with the Baton Rouge campus? Well, we've got that amazing campus. But there's a need in our children's mission. I'm speaking specifically to the Baton Rouge campus right now. It's a two-phase thing. It's a half million dollars for the whole thing if somebody wants to do it. But for this year, we're trying to at least raise $250,000 above our regular tithe. Why? We want to renovate the children's space. If you have children in that campus, I'm asking you or anybody to pray about why. It's important for us to have world-class facilities for our kids. All right? Pastor Eric, you're doing an amazing job. We love you guys. Now, let me say another thing. All right. Can anybody give me an iPhone? Does anybody have an iPhone? I'm not going to like steal it. I'm going to give it back. Okay. Thank you. Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I want to make a couple confessions, not sin. Thank the Lord. Oh, don't do that, Pastor. It's just the beginning. Okay, here we go. I, I, when COVID hit last year, I had an attitude before that about social media. And because I saw a lot of the extremes in social media, and I say this very respectfully, particularly with pastors, and I love pastors. All pastors are holier than me. I know my heart was wrong. I know it was dark. Okay, I just got that out. But I just felt like a lot of it was self-promotional and look what we're doing. But, but I really realized when COVID hit, here's what happened. What happened is I had no way to be able to communicate to the people that I was their pastor. So I got on Facebook last year, all right? I got on Facebook last year, and I got on um, Instagram. That's right, Instagram. So, I, so, so here. But also, I want to make a confession. There's thousands and thousands of people watching us online. Our online thing, I was like, yeah, we'll do online. But, you know, you know, but, ah, you know I just kind of had a little attitude. Now I'm so grateful. If we didn't have online, guess what? We wouldn't have been able to reach the thousands of people. Guys, just to let you know, online... We reach thousands. Easter alone, we had 75,000 people online. Can we give the Lord a hand clap for that? Now, watch. Watch. Because I know some people say, you know, we're doing a lot of emphasis on online and TV. What about TV? Why are we doing online? because of a need. Why are we doing TV? A need. Do you know the older people in our church? I was asked, the older people in our church don't like watching online. They watch me on TV. They're not comfortable coming back to church yet, some of them. And I cannot tell you. And so I never wanted to be a TV preacher. I never, that was not my desire. Matter of fact, the guy a couple years ago in our church said, pastor, if you'll go on TV, it's probably five years ago. If you go on TV, I'll underwrite the whole thing. I said, well, I'm I'm not ready. I never wanted, it wasn't a desire of mine. But I realized when COVID hit, I said, I want to do everything I can to be able to reach people. And I'm going to tell you something. It's been amazing. Do you know last week, by the way? No, no, three weeks ago, I got, somebody took a picture in a bar in New Orleans watching me preach. (laughs) Wait, wait, listen. And sent it to one of our pastors and sent it. And I had two questions. Number one, I thought the bars were closed. Maybe they're not. But, and, and the second thing was, <laughs> what Church of the King member was in there watching? But anyway. <laughs> but it's okay. It's all right. No judgment. No judgment. No judge. judgment. No judgment. <laughs> but, but here's the point. I get, listen, listen. Oh, and online. Listen. It's not just in our community. It's all over the world. There's, there's people all over the world giving their hearts to Christ. There's a young man that got saved in England. And the city... What is the city called one more time? Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Yeah. What is it? Worcester, I'm sorry. In, in, in Louisiana, we put that on our stake. <laughs> uh, okay, OK, Worcester. But here's my point. Listen, I want everybody to hear me, please hear my heart. Here's hear my heart. We were asked, pastor. We need you to go online. Pastor, we need these things. Why? We need to get the message out. How did the church start? We were asked, would you come across the lake? Are y'all with me? Do y'all see a pattern here? I'm telling you, I'm challenging business people right now. You better not have something in your hands that God didn't put there, but you better receive the things that God does put there. Because if you do and you steward it, it grows. So it's Mandeville. It's New Orleans. Let's just it. Bay St. Louis, Biloxi, Baton Rouge, a lot of bees. (laughs) (laughs) And then the online campus and then TV. And uh, it's just, it's just amazing. And then by the way, let me give you one more, one more, one more, one more. Here it is, one more. (sighs) COVID hit. I'm going to tell you, this is going to blow some of y'all out of the water. Please stay with me. The saints are not till 3.30, you're fine. (laughs) Okay. This is important. I've never saw it. I, I'm not trying to be a big preacher. I'm not trying to do I, I just want to reach people for the gospel of Jesus. I, I just want to reach as many. Our vision is to reach as many people as we can with the power of the gospel. Because it changed my life and it'll change people's lives. How many of y'all believe in the power of Christ? <laughs> Listen to me. So, all these campuses, I'm like, God, what are you doing? And, Ed, you were at that first service at Three Rivers Presbyterian Church. And I remember when Ed jumped up, I remember that Ed was at that very first, one of the 19 people right there. Ed, we honor you. Thank you for staying faithful. I mean, thank you for staying faithful. I bet you, you never would have dreamed. I never would have dreamed that God, we would have never dreamed what God was gonna do. Watch this, COVID hits. There was a great lady in our church, her name's Amanda. Amanda was actually on staff. She was our dream team coordinator for Metairie and for Biloxi, she went back and forth years ago. Her husband was a young businessman, incredible couple. I think they're still in their 30s, late 30s. And they moved to Atlanta. COVID hits. They're, they're not going to church anywhere. They start watching. They've always kind of watched us in Church of the King. So they, Pastor Dave DeGarmo has a conversation with them. And they said, Pastor, we've got to tell you what's going on. Our house is filled with people that are watching the services from Church of the King. Then another house. We have one house. There's like one week it was like, I don't even know they're supposed to do this, but there's 42 people I went out. Maybe they were sitting outside. Anyway, (laughs) whatever. Okay, just whatever. But my point is, all these people that were gathering in all these homes, and Jonathan asked Pastor Day, do y'all see the? Would you guys consider putting a Church of the King here? Would you guys. I remember Pastor Dave DeGarmo, he says, guys, I'm gonna, this is gonna blow you all away. We had our we have an eldership and our board and then we have our lead team and both really run the church and it was really interesting. And they sat down and presented it to me. And I said, you know, Pastor, I know this is crazy, I, but like there's like a hundred people. And would you would you would what do you think? Should we you know we prayed about it, I think for, you know, a couple days or whatever. And I, I had the opportunity to last week go last month go excuse me, I think December 9th, 10th, somewhere in there, and meet with this precious group of people that are hungry, they're asking. And so we're excited to announce we're gonna be launching in September a campus in Atlanta, Georgia, south kind of Peachtree City area. How many are all excited about that? Part of our Church of the King family. By the way, this couple, this is important. Everybody stay with me. Pastor Jeremy and Lacey Usery incredible couple. They led our Biloxi campus. When we talked about Atlanta, the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said, we're not going to bring it up. But Pastor David Degarmo, if he brings it up, we're going to say we feel like it's for them to go. So they are, they are moving there. Their house is up for sale. They're moving. If you know anybody in the Atlanta area, Jeremy, what is it? Jay Usry at Church. You can call Pastor Jeremy. He is the pastor. And we're developing a team over there. And by the way, I want to say this live right now. I want to say this. We are so proud of Pastor Alec Fisher and Mallory that have stepped into that role. Come on, leading that campus over there. You guys are amazing. So proud of y'all. So guys, here's what I'm gonna ask everybody to do. This brochure, I'm gonna ask you to take it out just for a moment and rip this card out. We got three minutes. Just do that for me. Can you rip that? It's a perforated edge. And here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. I'm gonna ask you to pray about this. Again, you guys have been so amazing. This is such a strong giving church, strong tithers. You guys are just, you give your first to God. I'm asking you, would you pray about if the Lord puts it on your heart? For those of you in Baton Rouge, maybe God's putting it on your heart. You're like, you know what? I want, I want to be a part of helping to renovate that children's area there. For those of you here at Little Creek Campus, maybe you've got a teenager in the, in the, in the, in the Annex and you're like, you know what? I, I want our Annex to get better and some of the infrastructure needs. Again, you can go online and I think we've got a detailed thing of all the, de- or I think it's questions at Beyond or something like that, but, but all the things we're addressing and in the brochure as well. Maybe at Wesselspinay campus, maybe even you're new and, and you've been waiting for that new building and you didn't get to participate or maybe you did and you're like, man, I want us to finish out all of our offices, all of the rest of the classrooms. We got a lot of space. Again, we got in it's amazing. We're so proud of Pastor Dave Madden and Sarah and that whole team over there. Rhino, you guys are amazing. But there's still some need. So here's what I'm asking. Those of you at the West West campus, would you consider a one-year pledge above your regular tithe to be able to address this? By the way, we did not put online here. We're asking, we're trying to raise $250,000 above our regular giving to it. Why? Because our infrastructure, if you have thousands of people Each week online, now they weren't. Our infrastructure needs to come up, all right? Uh, And and so, we did not put a blank here. Online, you guys have it on your card, but here in the physical location, you can just write in online and the amount. So here's what I'm asking, three things. Number one, it's a one-year commitment. Would you pray about it? If God puts it on your heart. Whatever campus you go to, it's an over and above gift, whether it's once a month, once a week, or maybe it's a one-time thing. Say, you know what? I'm going to believe God, honey. This year, let's believe. I know we're tithers and we're consistent, but hey, we want to help out at Little Creek, or we want to help out or St. Charles, and I mean this. We're going to need some miracles. Everybody, listen. For St. Charles, we're going to need some miracles. But we've been doing this a long time, and I know that God is into the miracle-working business, and we're trusting Jesus. And I'm, I'm standing in faith, and we're trusting God. And maybe God's put it on you, or you know anybody that wants to give towards St. John. T- I'll talk to anybody, Let it, or our team will. We'll do whatever. Because what we, here's what we know. We're just putting it out there. We're saying, God, we're trusting you. So let's just take a moment. What would the Lord have you to do over and above your regular, regular giving for 2021? And then on the way out, all the campuses, y'all stay tuned, all the campuses, stay with me. There's just buckets. You just simply drop it in there. I'm not going to be preaching about this on the weekend again. I'm going to do a video announcement probably next weekend. Hey, if you missed last weekend, make sure to get your brochure on the way out. I know you'll have lots of guests, lots of friends. It's the beginning of a series. But this vision weekend, I needed to lay this out here right in the beginning. Of it. You guys are amazing. Big things are happening at Church again. King. And you are, you are part of it. We're all part of that. May what God does in the church parallel your life to expand and grow and multiply and make an impact. let just take 30 seconds just to come before the Lord. Holy Spirit, what would you have us to do this year? Lord, my, my family, my wife and I, all of us, maybe those of you that made a pledge, and, and for whatever reason, you weren't able to fulfill it, and you want to repledge that, or you want to make do on that, or you're new in the church the last couple months or year, and you, you didn't get to participate. Wherever it is at any level, it's not equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. Let's all do something whether it's at Little Creek, Baton Rouge, Biloxi, the West Elspiney campus for St. Charles, those that want to invest in the online TV infrastructure to be able to reach more people in England, around the world, and our nation, outside of our nation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You simply just fill out the information. It's real self-explanatory and just sign that again this is not a legally binding document it's just a faith statement hey I'm trusting God you can change it at any time but I think it's important you receive it and then you write it down and then you run towards it all right Holy Spirit we thank you we thank you for what you're doing it's a privilege to be a part of this church it's a privilege Lord to be able to be the pastor of this church and on the team to be able to lead this great and Lord we're looking for divine invitations Lord and asks. Macedonian calls. We don't want anything in our hands, God, that you've not given us. But when we know that you have given it, we want to steward it with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm going to ask everybody to stand. You guys have been fun today. Again, I'm so fired up for you, for your life, for 2021. Let me pray a blessing over you. Lord, even as we leave today, all of our campuses, Those that are watching online, literally all around the world, Jesus, Lord, we want to glorify you with our lives. Lord, every part of our lives, we want to glorify you, Lord. Jesus, we worship you. Lord, as an under-shepherd, Lord, our pastoral team, we, we pray a blessing over your people. This is an amazing group of people. Lord, we would have never dreamed 21 years ago that you would have opened up such opportunity for this church to make a difference in all these different communities. And now around the world, it's humbling to be a part. Lord, but we embrace it. We don't shrink back from it, but we step into it because we know that you're calling us. Lord, bless your people as they go forth this day. May this be the best year of their lives in their families, those that are married, in their spiritual life, in their businesses. I speak God's favor over your life this year. You're not retreating you're moving into what God has for you with confidence, humility, and with boldness. God is for you and He's not against you. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, can we give the Lord a hand clap? Come on, can we bless the Lord? If you wanna drop those in the bucket on the way out, we love you guys, God bless you. Have a great day. Wow, what an incredible message. God is doing some amazing things here at Church of the King, and it is so incredible to be a part of this church. I am really looking forward to all that God has for us in 2021. You know, Missy, it was an incredible year last year, even with some challenges, and I believe it's going to be an even better year this year, both individually in your lives, but as well as a church, as we all join together, continue to reach people and build lives. As always, if you're here for the first time, we would love to know. All you need to do is text the word CONNECT to the number 82282. Uh, We'd love just to be able to kind of reach back out to you, tell you thanks for being at church, and send you some information. And as always, if you need anything, any prayer request, once again, you can text that word CONNECT to 822-822, email online at churchoftheking.com, or just give us a call at the church offices, 985-727-7017. We'd love to hear from you guys. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week at church.